York, New York, big city of dreams. New York, New York, big city of dreams. Yep, yep. Mm. What's going on? It's Jay Ellis from Nick of Time Show here giving that Nick's talk just in the nick of time. And right now we're here to talk about these Knicks loss because the Knicks lost to these Brooklyn Nets 110 to 98. Led by Kevin Durant, who was crazy masterful in the fourth quarter. Ended the game with a triple-double, 32 points, 10 rebounds, and 11 assists. And the Knicks did pretty well. Led these Nets in the first half. We're up by 17. We saw glimpses of Obi topping. We saw Burks in his Birkin bag early in the first half. But you already know what it is. The Knicks couldn't hit shots. The Knicks missed free throws. And ultimately, the Knicks end up losing to the Nets in a fourth quarter collapse led by the two stars and we are here to talk about it all the good the bad and the ugly and a little bit of the over as well before we even get into the, the nitty-gritty and to the, the the details of the game let me introduce my guy the man the myth the legend the guy with the stats and the facts right he's in the building um not too upset about the loss tonight. It is what it is. Probably the only thing I'm, I'm upset about is the fact that the Knicks got swept by the Nets this season. That's the only thing that has my nerves kind of irked at the moment. Yeah, man. I, I, I feel you on that. and I, I feel like this is a game where the Knicks were – they were kind of hopped up on this game because I don't know if you've been keeping up with the the, 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 the – like the the pregame interviews, you know, like the the after practice interviews. But I've been watching the you know, R.J. Barrett talk to the media, Obi Toppin talk to the media, and it seems like they had this game circled on their board, and they were really excited to play this game and finish the season strong. And I feel like the excitement of playing the Nets and knowing who they are, and you know. Kyrie being in the building for the first time, I feel like all that. I feel like all that kind of got to them a little bit because I sort of saw, you know, guys guys missing shots they usually make. I uh, saw so quickly kind of not being his usual self. I saw RJ. Um, he had a seven assists on a night, pretty good assist game. But I saw him kind of breaking shots. It just seemed like maybe we're in our own head a little bit today. And I feel like that might have contributed to the loss. But, you know, that kind of happens when they have a young team. It's one of those things you kind of have to go through. Yeah, also for this, also the simple fact that the Nets have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. And the Knicks don't have any player near that caliber <laughs> on the team at the moment. So that also plays a factor as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like the, the, At the end of the day, they have the shot makers. And we need guys who can make shots. The guys who make shots for us in the fourth quarter are usually R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly. And both of those guys were comatose in the fourth quarter. And that's all she wrote. Also, our coach. Um, we kind of got our coach a little bit, man. We got a coach. <laughs> we got our coach. One's Durant. Once uh, Steve Nash switched Durant to the five. 
I feel like uh, Tom Thibodeau didn't really know how to adjust. He brought Simmons back in the game. Yeah, he wanted RJ guarding Kevin Durant the entire time. So you had Sims out here by like the three-point line for a lot of this game. And and that kind of neutralized everything that Sims gave us for the first three quarters because Sims was the guy who was keeping us in the hunt because in that third quarter when we was missing a lot of shots and and Durant started to make his run and they started to make their comeback Sims is single-handedly keeping us in the game in the third quarter with his energy with his rebounding um to me the game ball really went to Sims today if you want to talk about it <laughs> yeah most definitely and I think that I think what was going on in Zip's mind when he puts Sims back in the game is because from from he when he was sitting down I felt like from that time, the Nets started to dominate the boards in the fourth quarter. And I think Zips felt like he needed, he needed to put Sims back in the game so the Knicks can regain that advantage. Right. You know, with the rebounding. But the fact of the matter was, the Nets, when the Nets made that switch where Durant was the, was the center and the Nets just went small, like, I think that neutralized Sims' advantage, like you said, cause now, because now instead of Sims being close to the paint, Sims is at the three-point line. Yeah. Trying to, trying to guard guards and forwards. And then with Sims out the paint, the Nets just took over the rebounding. And, the, and then they were able to get second and third chance points. And that's part of the reason why the Knicks got killed in the last part of the game. Yeah, I agree. And 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 here's the thing. And this is the thing because there's been news that just recently came out. Woj dropped the Woj bomb, a mini Woj bomb, that the Knicks actually picked up Tom Thibodeau's fifth-year option in the offseason off of his Coach of the Year performance. So everybody was talking about, oh, Tom Thibodeau is going to be fired. Tom's going to be fired. Nah, he's here to stay. He is yeah. here to stay. And I already told you guys that him and Leon are boys. And bare minimum, even if he played badly, he was gonna at least going to get half a year next season. At least. And um, come to find out, um, it might be more than that because he picked up that yeah. fifth year. So it's, just, just for the front office to save face, they can't fire Tibbs now because now Dolan's gonna look at you crazy. Dolan is gonna look at you crazy if you <laughs> fire Thibodeau after guaranteeing the fifth year, five million. He, man, I, he probably fire you on the spot for that, man. Like the, the clock is ticking on the front <laughs> office if that ever happened. First and foremost, I don't care if a coach won my one. 75 games for my team that season. If it's just the second year, I am not guaranteed that fifth year <laughs> this early, that early. I'm not going to do that. I don't give a damn. So the fact that they guaranteed Sims fifth year just because he won coach of the year is just wild to me. It, that, that was just his first season as the coach of the Knicks. Yeah, man. So that's the first thing right there. And, yeah, with Sims being here for that guaranteed fifth year, we we're at least going to see him – all the next season, the fourth season, maybe if the Knicks continue to do bad, he might get fired. But yeah, Thibs ain't going nowhere no time soon. It's he's he, he's staying here, and we just got to deal with it. Yeah, that front office man. Woo! I gave him a lot of credit for bringing a lot of young players here and drafting correctly. Shout out to Walt Perrin and Scott Perry and those guys. But guaranteeing that fifth year so early, and they did it in a, on the sneak too for it to come out now. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Like they just they just extended that in the in the middle of the night somewhere. Like nobody. What was the breaking news on that? That's crazy. 
That's crazy that that wasn't even news in the summer. But I digress. But here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. I only mention that to say a lot of the criticisms for Tom Thibodeau is his lacks of adjustments. And I'm going to talk about some of the good a little bit later, too. But um, there's not that much good, really. But his <laughs> <laughs> lack of adjustments. And I feel like, okay, like Ryan said, I know why Sims got in there. Why I put Sims in there, right? Because in my mind, when they started to make that run with Taj on the floor, I'm like, in my head, I'm sitting to the coach. Yo, get Sims back in the game. ASAP Rocky. We cannot withstand this punishment any longer because Sims was, was saving us. He's pretty much... Um, doing what Mitch usually does when he saves us from bad shooting nights, giving us extra points. But um, the other the other thing that Sims was doing well was the the, ver- the rule of verticality. Man, he he'll he'll rotate, jump straight up in the air, not break that imaginary plane, and shut down Drummond. Shut down um, who's who's the other uh, skinny kid on skinny center? Claxton. Shut down Claxton. Even had. Even had uh, Kevin Durant confused and kerfuffled when Kevin Durant tried to go to the hole and try to draw a foul, and when he and Kevin Durant didn't even get the super superstar call, and I'm just like Sims is out here balling, and then he gives you the three offensive rebounds, and then he gives you the the, the crate. I mean, the yeah, the three blocks. I'm sorry. Then he gives you the crazy offensive rebound. Sims was a man possessed, and some people were kind of worried about Mitch not being here, and um, I get it, but you know, Mitch. Mitch uh, Sims actually played the Nets pretty well. I feel like he outplayed Mitch the last time. So and he did it again, and he seems like uh, he he did a great job. But to get back to the coaching thing, one of the things that I feel like I do feel like he he should have brought Mitch um, Sims back in. But once it stopped working for the first two or three minutes, <laughs> because he's at the three point line. I think that at that point it's time to adjust. I don't. I'm not a rocket scientist, but you know, I think going with the same strategy defensively for the last eight minutes of the game uh, is kind of uh, the the problem with Tib- Thibodeau in general. He did not make the adjustment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, it's easy to like kind of like watch the game and like determine what a coach should have done or what a coach shouldn't have done. But it's clear that we understand why Thibs put Sims back in the game because we needed the rebounding at the moment. And Sims was definitely giving us um, a major boost when he was in the game. But when you like, but like you said, when you see the team, at, when you see the other team adjust and you have Durant at the five and the Nets are basically playing all five guys at the freaking three-point line, spacing out the floor, you know, Thibs should have at least you know, at least, you know, take probably he probably should have taken Sims out the game because at Absolutely. that point Sims is Sims is obsolete. Like he's not gonna help you at that moment. So maybe if you maybe you could put in a lineup of Obi, you probably keep Obi in there, you know, just for that rebounding and just for the simple fact that, you know, Obi he can he can he he he's decent on the perimeter. He still needs work with his with his defense on the perimeter, but you still need somebody in there to at least grab rebounds for you and then maybe replace Sims for I would have liked to see McBride in there, especially with the small lineup that the Nets had out there, because I think McBride would have been a pretty good addition, and it, it would have helped the Knicks, you know, maintain their defense. And at the same time, you know, McBride can still provide, you know, provide on the offense as well if you give him a chance to. But the fact that he only got six minutes in this game is is pretty alarming to me. 
you yeah. know, especially seeing, especially seeing, you know, the Knicks have all, you know, all the injuries that the Knicks have. I mean, Grimes sat out tonight. You know, there's, there's still no Cam Reddish. You know, Julius Randle's not playing, so it's like, why are you still giving McBride six minutes when all these guys are hurt? Like, I don't, I don't get it. But I think, you know, that would have been a great adjustment for the Knicks to make because at least they would have been able to keep up with the Knicks. I mean, with the Nets small lineup and, yeah, you know, and maybe would have been a better result. Yeah, because we start because we actually winning on the boards in that first half, and then the fourth quarter comes along, and we are getting crushed on the boards, and. <laughs> So that kind of neutralizes Sims. So I, I agree with you. We, maybe we should have had McBride or even Evan. And it's crazy. I'm so numb. I'm so dumb to Tibbs not. I'm so numb to Tibbs Tibbing. <laughs> I, I like this, the McBride six minutes and 41 seconds didn't even like phase me. And, that's, and it's sad. It's kind of like being traumatized over and over again until the trauma is normal. And eventually you just, you just ignore the trauma. I feel like I, I'm, I just ignored it. I'm ignoring the trauma at this point. It's, it's, yeah, it's, like, I, it's, it's like I've been beating the brain so much by these dumb rotations and his lack of ability to, to play these rookies. Or I'm, I'm just like, I don't even know. I don't even and know. It, <laughs> and, 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 and it's crazy because we look at the standings and we're like, okay, the Knicks are out the playoffs. The Knicks are basically playing for nothing right now. Why not experiment a bit, you know, maybe give players a chance that you haven't given all season just to see what they can do. And it's like, Tibbs is still out there playing the guys like as if he's fighting for a playoff spot and he's fighting for positioning in the playoffs and all that stuff. And it just blows my mind. I'm like, but like you said, we're, we're used to Tibbs Thibbing, so it is what it is. It doesn't even surprise us anymore. Doesn't even surprise me. I glossed over that. Ryan, Ryan G had to had to remind me, but I digress. <laughs> oh man, listen, listen. I put the poor Gregory. Shout out to Gregory Lee in the comments. Says McBride didn't play tonight. But Gregory Lee didn't even know McBride played. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. Gregory, Gregory, Gregory. Shout out to Gregory Lee in the chat. You blink, sir. You blinked, and when you blink, you missed him. But he was on the court. He was on the court, and he came right back out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yo, one of the things, one of the, here here, here's the thing. I do. It's funny. I like the way we played. I like the style of ball we played. Right. Um, I, I want to talk about Obi Toppin a little bit more. I want to. Let's talk, let's talk about some good things. Because right. Obi, once again, is proving that he has some offensive game, and he showed it again tonight. But the thing about Obi tonight is not even his offensive game that I love. I just love Obi's instincts offensively. I just love how quickly he reads situations and is able to make quick decisions whether it be driving whether it be shooting whether it be passing in the post or double teams the only uh the, my my only beef with ob these last few games and he has to get better at this is the rebounding the rebounding numbers are kind of comatose pretty anemic they need to be bolstered a lot to justify the minutes, you can't be that you can't be a big man who's giving you five rebounds. But you know, he he gets compared to Amari Stoudemire all the time. That's pretty Amari Stoudemire-ish if you if you ask me. All right, 
<laughs> not his young days, but he was healthy. Nah, Amar was definitely grabbing more than five rebounds. Nah, he was around eight. He was around eight. I think Amar averaged around eight, eight per game. Um, I still remember that from my, my Nick brain is recalling random random stats from the back of the day. Shout out to me. All right. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm talking about Sun's days. <laughs> oh, Sun's days. Yeah, Sunday's That's he was averaging eight, days, too. Yeah. He was, he's like mostly average eight a game for a lot of years. But OB gave you 19 points, uh, three assists. He gave you a fall away <laughs> mid range jumper. Come on. Oh. Yeah, a couple of threes. Two or, th- two or three. He gives you the jumping up and under. And there was one pass that really opened my eye. And he threw some nice passes this year. Like he, he threw two lot passes to some bigs. But there was a pass when he was in the post. And he spotted the double team immediately. And bullets a pass to R.J. Barrett for three in his passing pocket. And the speed in which he read the situation, which is, like, beautiful to me. His, his, his passing instincts from that four position is pretty damn good. Really good and very natural. Which is why I'm like, man, I hope he one day develops a post game. Because he, if he develops a post game for real and... We saw him try to uh, post up Kyrie. Didn't really go that well. <laughs> but he's had some other successes when he, when he posted as well. So he's had some good and some bad. But if he ever develops a post game, man, he's going to be super dangerous because the speed in which he reads where uh, where um, help is coming from and where shooters are and locates them and puts the pass right on the money in their hands is pretty remarkable to me. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to credit that to his point guard skills before my man just grew up and all of a sudden couldn't be a point guard no more. So, you know, so he definitely retained those skills when he was younger with the passing. Um, But, yeah, Obi Toppin, um, he's definitely showing that if you give him the minutes, he's performing. You know, he's definitely performing up to par. I mean, with his rebounding, I would say he more more rebounds like KP. As, a, as opposed to Mark Kamai, but, <laughs> but, uh, but besides that, you know, he's definitely showing that, you know, he's a well-rounded player. I mean, he's he's more than just a guy that runs the court and, you know, and just plays a dunker position and gets easy dunks and, you know, and easy shots and stuff like that. He's definitely showing that he has a perimeter game as well. You know, throughout this, you know, throughout the time, I mean, throughout, you know, the time that he's been given, um, when he's played extra minutes with Julius Randle on the bench, he's showing that he also can put the ball on the floor, drive to the basket, you know, shoot mid-range jumpers and all that stuff, too. So, with Obi Toppin, it's all about putting it all together, you know, and being more consistent with, you know, spreading his game out to all aspects of the, of the offense. Yeah, the more and more I'm seeing Obi, the more and more comfortable I am with moving Randall eventually because he just seems like he has it. He has he has that it. I feel like he's going. I feel like he's going to figure it out offensively. I think he he just is. And I'm looking at this mid. I'm looking at that fall away mid range. I'm sitting here like, ooh, that's that's one of those shots. That's I'm that's one of those shots that's hard to block. You know, get a little fall away mid range. He missed one. He made one. So hopefully he's able to bring that into his game a little bit more, um, but not a heavy shot diet. But you know, if he's able to take advantage of his height, sometimes I think I think the sky's sky's the limit for Obi. And shout out to Obi too. He 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 was um, 
I mean, I'm gonna play this little. I'm gonna play this clip by Obi Toppin, and he talked about his, his experience I, at the game. I can do a thousand things off the court, out of games, um, in practice and stuff, but when it, it's nothing like being in the game. When you're in the game and you have the have the opportunity to to get the reps in, to to mess up a couple times and and learn from those mess ups, I feel like that that helps a lot. And I feel like these past couple games, I'm starting to learn like. Like I'm getting a lot more minutes and I'm starting to see like little mistakes that I'm doing. Like I can easily fix those by by learning, learning them. Like I wouldn't know what to fix if I didn't if I wasn't put in those positions. So I feel like uh, me, me having that, op that opportunity is, is helping me a lot. So, yeah, you heard the man. You heard the man, Tibbs, the opportunity to get to learn in the game is helping that man develop. Don't take this man out next season. If Randall is here or not. I need I need Obi to get minimum twenty minutes a game. I need him to get twenty minutes a game. If Randall is getting twenty eight minutes, forty eight minutes left, forty eight minutes in a game, Randall can get twenty eight. He can get twenty easily, and we'll be all good. I can definitely see that. All right, let's get to the callers real quick. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to Be Civilized. Shout out to Picks for Timmy Gregory Lee, Fritz Alexander, JT Reddick, uh, Paul Butler. Uh, Everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. Shout out to Black Needle as well. We have a caller up. First caller up for the night um, is Big Reaper. Big Reaper. Let us know, man. What, you, what do you want to talk about, sir? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I mean, there's a uh, tell of two halves, right? So <laughs> it was looking really good the uh, first half. Even in the third quarter, uh, some parts of the third quarter looked really good. And it just, um, uh, I think they just ran out of gas. Um, you know, they just, you know. And then also down the stretch, they were just, it was just one-on-one. -on -one. It was like, I think, half the fourth quarter, they just, even with seven minutes to go, I felt like they just went to doing one-on-ones. Facts. Everyone just kind of yep. took their turn. It was just like, I didn't understand that at all. And Tibbs, it was almost like, uh, I don't know if he just kind of like was like, you know, uh, performance anxiety, like he froze and it. Didn't know what plays to call, and it was just it was kind of crazy. But, um, but I thought like, look, it's great. You know, you want to see these guys play a ton of minutes, you play uh, good minutes. But I don't know. I mean, like, it just uh, I don't think there's any reason for uh, Ob and RJ to be playing 43, 44 minutes. As great as I like seeing it, I just think like because you got to think about the fourth quarter, and like they're they're basically gassed in the fourth quarter. And um, and so, so I think that was uh, sort of a problem, and I think that probably contributed to rebounding. Uh, but also, the biggest thing with rebounding too, I just kind of feel like for uh, Jericho Simmons, he did have some really good moments in this game. But on pick and rolls, man, it was just like I'm sorry, he's atrocious on pick and rolls, on pick and roll defense. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and then the other thing Mitch does have over him is like it's kind of hard. I don't know. It, it's weird. I'm not like a, you know, uh, like a coach or anything like that that's able to really analyze the schemes that well, especially on defense. But I just kind of feel like um, like Mitch Robinson just, I don't know how he does it, where, why he's, how he's able to manage all the rotations and still find a way to kind of like control the paint and control the boards. And although like you see with Mitch, like it's, he doesn't get a ton of boards. But, you know, at least he doesn't get a ton of defensive boards, but he kind of creates a lot of opportunity yeah. for everyone else to get the rebound. So 
I'm not sure exactly how Mitch does it. It's, it's, Mitch has got some crazy instincts. I think yeah. he, Mitch needs a lot of work, but he's got crazy defensive instincts, and uh, I think that helps him a lot. But that's where I think we kind of struggled because the rotations were like, I mean, we were just running everywhere, and when the shots went up, it was just like out of position. You know, just kind of yeah. And then it was kind of bouncing. It, it was also where the balls were bouncing to. Long it was kind of bouncing away from them and like places where they had to sprint to it. Right, because <laughs> so, what happens when you're taking long threes all the time is the the rebounds are longer. So that's usually uh, that's that's yeah. the guards at that point. That's the guards' job is to get the longer rebounds, and that's usually when quickly usually shines and Burks. But quickly only had three rebounds today. Um, Burks had yeah. four, which is not bad for a guard, really, but. <laughs> But one of those long ones when he had a bunch in a row, that might mm-hmm. be the time for your guards to get those long rebounds and it kind of hurt us at that point. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I agree with you. Actually, that's uh, the district. I think quickly uh, normally does have uh, one and three rebounds. Alec Burks only have four too, so it's. Uh, but I think it's more with the rotation and Nick, I mean, and uh, Mitch not being there, and I think that's what impacts these uh, the guards' rebounding numbers. Um, RJ, man, I, I really like the defense he played against uh, Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it looks like he um, – Kevin Durant had issues, you know, like – I mean, he he got cooking you know, in the fourth quarter. But, I mean, it seemed like uh, that first three quarters, he kind of struggled against RJ, trying to get by RJ. Yeah. RJ wasn't really falling for a lot of the, uh, the, the face and stuff like that. So, I think RJ did a pretty good job. Although Kevin Durant still shot 50%, but – I don't know. I, I like his defense against uh, KD. You know, at yeah. least he didn't shoot sixty-seven percent and then drop like fifty, whatever he did the last yeah. time. I mean, KD's so. a smart player, man. He started to um, yeah. they started to actually move the ball more. They started to move the ball mm-hmm. more in the fourth quarter, where they shifted the defense by swing passing it and swinging it back, or they would have him be all a little off more ball more and catch it, move in. Or he would just attack really early in offense before the defense could set up. He started just scoring that way in the fourth. But when it came to like really isoing of him versus Barrett, he did a good job. The, the team did a good job of helping him out. I saw Obi help out a few times. So the team defense was really good on on KD for like three quarters. But credit credit the offense. They figured it out. They adjusted. They passed the ball more, and they got him in more actions off the ball. It got him the ball in better spots. So, I mean, they adjusted. They did a good job. Yeah. yeah. That's coaching. Yeah. Steve Nash <laughs> out coaching Tim right. Thibodeau on the offensive end. I mean, it's a cheat code is to have to Kevin Durant, though. So, it's, nah. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a cheat code. They better get an offensive coordinator for this guy. I know they probably won't. Even if they get one for him, he's not going to listen to the dude. I mean, this guy's just so stubborn. And I just found that you guys just told me, like, they guaranteed his fifth year, so this guy's gonna be here like at least throughout the next year. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. just crazy to me. That's just insane. Because uh, I'm looking at it's so funny. I was looking at this game. I'm like, this dude needs to be fired. Looking at that fourth quarter, and like, and then also even aside from the exits of Knowles on the offense, it's just putrid. There's like no creativity. It's all one on one. There's like the dribble handoff. There's some simple pick and rolls. And it's like it's not even like he, they do a lot of pick and rolls either, but it's just like it's just crazy. It's really pathetic. And then Obi, like it's like how do you not run stuff for Obi? Like it's just insane. He's like like the whole point of the game is like if you have somebody who's efficient on your team, you got to try to find a way to get that 
first-person, you know, easy shots, right? So run some plays, maybe like pick and roll as quickly or something, um, you know. Uh, but it's just, I don't know. They, they just got to do something. I and think it can't that's just be pick am- and rolls all the time either. I I'm feel, sorry, go ahead. I think that's the most amazing thing about, uh, about OB's emergence right now. They still haven't used OB as a pick and roller. Like, that's crazy to me. Yeah. That they haven't yeah. used Obi as a pick and roll guy since the first month of the season. I'm, I yeah. remember because I know you've been listening from the from the Rip Reaper. First month of the season, there was there was running pick and roll with Obi and Derrick Rose, a pick and roll Obi and IQ for like a month, and I was like, yeah, I they did it more in yeah. one month than they did all last year, and then it just completely went away from it. <laughs> it's kind of nuts. I don't know that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I know. It's insane. And that man, Obi man, like the handle. Oh my goodness. This dude's got some handles. Did you on see the there. crossover in the corner crazy. of the head? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. You, you, know, you see they remember you saw those the little finger roll scoop, whatever he it was like a finger roll or, or scoop, whatever it was on K D. K D got out the way because he thought he was gonna basically yam it on him. Yep. K D yep. saw K D kinda like <laughs> shift over. And so that's why he was able to get like that uh get that layup. But man, like the thing I like about him too, I'm really starting to see is like, man, he keeps defenses way off balance. Yeah. I mean like the coach is kinda crazy not to like run actions on the you know uh, on the same side where he's at, because he keeps defenses way off balance. He's constantly moving, and then even when you give him the ball, you saw that. Uh, I think you guys talked about it. The one fake pass he did. I mean, he fake passed somebody, and then whoever the defender was like was running towards like I don't know where the defender was running towards, and he had like the free. Uh, uh, basically went to the lane, although like somebody else stepped up, and then he ended up passing it off. Yeah, it was like it's crazy, you know. He's able to keep guys off, um, you know, off balance, and so it's just, you know, uh, look, man, uh, we've been we've been on this OB train for like the the whole year, so like I, honestly, I'm not that surprised um, because it's just like like I've always said, man, it's like when somebody's shooting like 52 percent from the field, that's not like you know potential. That person is like right. that's good decision. You know, he knows, like, how to play basketball. He doesn't take bad shots. 52% is like, I don't care if he's scoring only six, seven points. And especially if it's a big man that you're sticking out in the corner all the time and he's still shooting, like, 52%. Crazy. That's like, you know, yeah, that's not potential, you know. I mean, he's still got a lot of potential, but people make it seem like he's, like, this guy who's shooting, like, 40% and we don't know if he's going to be there or not. Not even what they act like he's shooting, like, 32% and we don't know. What's gonna happen? You know, so yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very impressed with him too. So oh, for the first time first time today, and this is why I can't stand Tibbs. <laughs> for the first time I saw Tibbs actually coaching Obi on the sidelines, talking to him and not like, you know, yelling at him and Obi just kinda walking to the end of the bench. The first time I've seen it, like, you know, maybe he's done it and I haven't seen it, but this is the first time I've seen it ever. You know, it's kind of crazy. Well, he, he had like, no choice, no Mitch. He, he's yeah. playing him for three minutes. He got to talk to the boy right now, so let let, let that boy go, man. Obi, Obi's just Obi's That's gonna one. be fine, man. We we just yeah. need to keep yeah. we need to keep him. We just need to. Yeah. 
Hopefully, I hope they're able to keep them. This front office, man, it's like, I don't know, man. I don't know what they're doing. Like, Tid is going to be here for how long? And, like, you know, oof. Yeah. I, I don't even know. They might try to clean it up with Lorando, try to bring him back, too. And I don't know what they're doing, man. It's going to be kind of crazy. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll I, see I don't see Randall ever recovering. Um, he just, like, you saw how he looked in that playoffs. And then, like, once the fans turn on him this year, you see how he plays at the Garden. I just don't see it ever working. So they might as well just move to do. Yeah, I agree with uh, you. I agree with you, man. Yeah. But, yeah, so, but so, thanks, so, you guys, for taking my call, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Thanks for calling. Yeah, man. man. All right. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. You know what it is? You know what the thing is, too? Like, I know I've been hearing about the cap. The cap is about to go up. So I'm hearing, like, you know, if the cap's about to go up, then Randall's, the money on Randall's books isn't going to be as crazy to move as we think it is. And um, even though, you know, his, his trade value – might have gone down because of his antics and his play this year. If you really think about it, Ryan, it's higher than it was when we first was thinking about trading him. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, because we first got Obi here, he was just like, oh, he's definitely got to be gone. So, it's yeah. higher than it was then, but lower than it was last year. So, if we move him now... It might not be, you know, we still might get, we probably might get a better haul still than we thought we was going to get when we first drafted Obi. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, most definitely because when we were, well, when we were like, you know, we did, when we were, you know, going into the um, draft where Obi Topper was getting drafted, you know, and we were talking about, you know, maybe Randall should be let go, whatever the case may be. You know, he was coming off a season with the Knicks where it wasn't that impressive. So, you know, if we're thinking that, okay, maybe you should have moved Julius Randle then and just cut our losses early, of course, seeing Julius Randle now after a season where he's, you know, become an all-star and he he made second-team All-NBA to where he is now, where it's like even though he had a pretty rough season with the Knicks, he still got 20-10-5, which is still a pretty good line. Yeah. So you would So you would think that, you know, you can get something in return for Randle, but my thing is, with Thibs staying here, I'm not sure if Randall's going to be traded. I feel like the front office will try to see if Randall can repair his relationship with the fans and mm. see if he can try to, you know, get his game back on track next season. Because I'm thinking if if Thibs is here, I'm pretty sure Thibs going to want his Rand- his boy Randall to be here too as well. So we already know how <laughs> Tibbs is as a, as, a, as a GM. That's why he got kicked out of Tim at the out of uh, Minnesota. You ain't no damn GM, Tibbs. I'm sorry. You can have your <laughs> input, but you ain't the you ain't the the jury. You ain't the the guy. The the the, the final buck stopping with you. Nah, man. We got to make some decisions on our own because we leave everything to Tibbs. We're gonna be in trouble. And we already seen earlier before that they don't follow Tibbs uh, exactly because that's why Evan Fournier is here and not Reggie Bullock or not. <laughs> Yeah, that is true, and then and then there's also rumors that he didn't even want Cam Reddish. So, front office gone rogue. All right, the front office has gone rogue. <laughs> I need to go rogue one more time and move Julius Randle. And um, I'm hoping it's for Donovan Mitchell because I don't even know if you've been listening to the rumors. The rumors of Donovan Mitchell are getting crazier. They're getting a little bit crazier to the point where I, now I'm listening to Alan Hahn talk about it. <laughs> I'm listening to Alan Hahn talk about how he's having conversations with beat writers 
And I think he said Brian Scalabrine was casually talking about how Donovan Mitchell is leaving, is, is most likely leaving, and the Knicks is going to be his preferred destination. And when the smoke is fire, and Brian Scalabrine is pretty much breaking down, like, yeah, like, I can see because it it's the lineup and Julius Randle and and you know they got RJ Barry there now and he he seems like he's too small too big for the Utah and the and the the friction he has with Gobert he only passes him the ball two times a game and all this other crazy stuff and I'm just like I'm sitting here like I do not want to go through this again I do not want to go through this that guys I had a conversation with Ryan before this I'm like should I even mention this man I don't even. I don't even mention. I don't even know. I don't even want to know. I don't need, if, if they t- if 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 Ruta will take Randall, I'll be down. I'll definitely be down for it, man. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm just gonna act like I didn't hear anything about that. I'm gonna go on about my day. I'm gonna go on about my life <laughs> and, and, pretend, and pretend I didn't hear any rumors about. Donovan Mitchell wanted to leave Utah and its and its preferred destination to be the Knicks because I've heard this many times every year throughout throughout my years as a Knicks fan that this star player, if he decides to leave this team, the Knicks are his first destination every and year. Then when this, and then when this player finally leaves his team, he ends up somewhere else. So I'm not paying it no mind. Nope. I'm not giving it any thought. Nope. I'm not giving it any type of attention. I am done. <laughs> I'm just going to. I'm just going to let the basketball guys do what they have to do, and I'm gonna just leave it at that. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna just leave it. I'm gonna just leave it there too, because this has happened with LeBron. This has happened with KD. This has happened with Kyrie. This has happened with everybody, every single year. I'm just fatigued. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just fatigued. <laughs> Wake me when it happens, or if it Facts. happens. <laughs> Wake me if it You will not even see a Don unless Woj or Ian Woj Ian or who's the other Sham say something. Sham. You will not even see it on an IG post or Twitter post at all. Ever, all right. <laughs> Matter of fact, this is the last I'm mentioning it. Moving on. <laughs> oh man, I know we got callers up. Next caller up. I don't know who the next caller is, but let us know what your name is, where you're from, and what we're gonna talk about. Caller, hello, 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 caller, hello. Okay, I guess that call's not there anymore. I guess that call's right. You know, I don't know where Fritz is. Maybe Fritz left the computer because he's usually patches him in and he, he might usually check in right now. But shout out to everybody in chat. Shout out to Pix for Timmy. Shout out to Kerry Walker. Shout out to Joseph Ross. The problem is that Rose has hired a coach who's contrary to what fans expect to lay foundation and develop young players to eventually be contenders. Tips cares nothing about that. Yeah, Kerry. Tibbs cares all about the vets, not much about the kids. The uh, the kids are secondary at this point. Yeah, Tibbs actually wants to coach a team that are contenders, a team that's a contending team. But if you but if you expect Tibbs to coach up a bunch of young players and turn them into contenders, 
Nah, Tibbs is not that kind of coach. Not that type of coach at all. And you said best, Ryan. Tibbs is a better coach. Tibbs is not a, a bad coach per se. Um, he's a good found, but he's more suited to coach a, a veteran team. Yeah. Than a team like ours, to be honest with you. Uh huh. Yeah, so I think Fritz. I think something happened with Fritz. That's the only thing I can think about because I haven't even seen Fritz reply. All right. Um. I briefly want to talk about Emmanuel quickly. Emmanuel quickly didn't really have the best game today. Uh, six points on the night. Didn't really shoot well. He's missing free throws, and it's kind of scary to me. Three or four. He missed one free throw today, and I got scared. I'm like, what the heck? Missing one free throw. He's under 90% from the free throw line. But here's my thing with IQ. This still has not deterred me from thinking that we can, he can be that. Um, I'm not off the quickly train because of a bad game, though. Because um, even when he got into the game the first time, even though he wasn't shooting well, I'm still loving his awareness. He found Sims under the basket for easy layups. He finds Obi under the basket for easy layups. To me, it's crazy. You, know it you know what's crazy to me, Ryan? Like, quickly is a chucker, per se, but he's also the most willing passer at the same time. Yeah, I guess I can say that, yeah. Because yeah, he has his moments where he goes either way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like... If you're looking at who gives the bigs the most passes, IQ. RJ, like, and, and I love RJ, too. Oh, he says, I'm bad. My internet's bugging. Okay, got you. Shout out to the fridge. I love RJ, too. But R the part of the RJ game that I need to him to develop is the assist. And a part of the reason why I also felt like we lost this game was because RJ did a really good job. Passing the ball in that first half. Um, in that second half, like he, like Reaper said, I feel like he went ice a little bit too much. There were still opportunities to pass the ball in that fourth quarter. And he had Opie open in the corner a couple of times. And he, he, he chose to miss it. Um, but, and I think uh, he, he should have took more opportunities to do that in that second half as well. Um also, you know, he missed he missed a lot of layups too. He missed a lot of layups too. So I'm gonna need RJ to pick up pick it up on that. And twenty two seven to twenty seven on the night for RJ was pretty rough. Two for eleven from three. And the free throws, man. The free throws. After hitting eighty percent from the line for most of the year, he shot uh seven to twelve from free throws. Matter of fact, the Knicks shot fifty eight percent from the free throw line the whole night. We missed 15. That's the game. Yeah, pretty much. You, that's the game. We played we play good enough to win. That's the game right there. <laughs> 15 three throws missed? That's crazy. Or 14 through it. No, 15. 31. Mm -hmm. 15 three throws yeah, missed. Yeah, it's 20. Uh, yeah. Nah, nah. Go ahead. Oh, nah, um, I also want to throw in something about the fourth quarter, too, because... um. About the iso ball, I think the reason why the Knicks were running isolation was because I think they saw the Nets with a small lineup, and I feel like the Knicks and the Knicks felt like they had a lot of size advantages, mm -hmm. so they try to so they try to force the ball in the paint. But the thing was is that the Nets were crowding the paint. That's why they that's why the Knicks had so many strips yeah. under the basket. 
because the Nets were crowding the paint, the Knicks weren't moving around the defense. They were just trying to force it in. And I feel like even you know if the Knicks you know went back to their ball movement and actually moved the defense around, they would have got better shots. But you know it is what it is. Yeah, because I, I wrote down the notes in me, in the first quarter. Knicks did a good job of driving and kicking. That's what I wrote for that first quarter. Especially R.J. Barrett did a really good job driving and kicking, getting Evan open shots, getting Alec Burks open shots. That fourth quarter came. It was ISO. It was driving strip, not driving kick. And you got a lot of turnovers in that fourth quarter, and that ultimately was the game. That and the free throws. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next caller up, we got my guy, Tell him. Testing. 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 Mm-hmm. Testing. Testing. Testing one, two, three. Yes, yep. Oh, there you go. There you go. I couldn't hear you. Hey, how you doing tonight? <laughs> Jay Ellis. Hey, how you doing tonight? My man with the stats and the facts. Ryan G. Hey, how you doing tonight? Make a Tom show. I hope everybody is doing good. I hope nobody's down from this Brooklyn L. You know why? I'm going to tell you why. Because we're coming for the Brooklyn Nets, baby. We even though we lost, as we speak, I'm smoking on their pack. Don't let them know. Just whisper it. I'm smoking <laughs> on their pack secretly. You know why? Because we're creeping up on them for next season. We got so close to LeBron. I wanted that Lakers win. When we when we lost the 20-point lead, I wanted that badly. Because yeah. I'm still trying to finish them off after the Mario Hazonia block. You feel me? I feel I still you. got yeah. more beef with LeBron. <laughs> and, and we got so close. This was seven straight losses to the Nets. Seven straight. This I'm um, four this year and three last year. But it's okay because I think next year I think finally we're gonna get over the hump. We're gonna get a win on LeBron. We're gonna get a win on KD, and we're gonna let them know that they were in the league long enough to see us be whack, see us get some better direction as an organization, develop our youngins, and now we can compete with them. They're gonna see it firsthand. I did not like in the fourth quarter if there was anything I, ch- I could change in this game. The fourth quarter isolation with Alec Burks backing down Kyrie, I would have went away from that only because I felt like um, we would have been a better offensive team if we ran R.J. Barrett with the pick and rolls. That's just me. Yeah, I feel like the Alec Burks cooking Kyrie, especially with the back downs, was good in the beginning of the game. But I think Brooklyn kind of adjusted, even though they downsized. They adjusted and they were ready to crowd Burks and take away all type of lanes. And you saw they got a lot of strips, but it's okay. It's okay. Tough win. I'm sorry, tough loss. I'm just glad that we competed tonight. Yeah. And ultimately, at the end of the day, even though there's two games left to the season, you got to see the most passionate fan base in the NBA today. Who goes hard for game 80? Nobody but Knicks. Yeah, you do, damn it. We do, we do. We do. Not only that, not only that, Jay Ellis, Ryan G, KOT, I'm leaving y'all on this. The next game, I'm smoking on that Chris Tats Porzingis pack, baby. Every game matters. All 82. All 82, baby. N-I-C-K-S-Knicks. Let's go, man. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, man. Yo, shout out to Tell Shout out to. Yo, Tell him sounds hyped even when he's whispering, which is very hard to do. (laughs) Yeah, man. We got got KP up next. Um. I'm looking forward to, to dominating KP as well. Hopefully, we have Mitch back for that because Mitch was taking KP's lunch before, on the rebounding before, for sure. So, we're definitely going to need that. And, yeah, hopefully hopefully we're a stronger team next year. I think we will be. I, de- I definitely think we will be. Yeah, Nick, I think so as well. Yeah. Mitch will have uh, Ben Simmons next year. So, it will be interesting to see how that dynamic works out. Yeah. 
And um, I just want to throw in something right quick because um, I'm going through my Twitter notifications right now. So, um, Bondi just posted um, something from KD because I guess a reporter made it known to KD that the Knicks haven't beaten him since 2013. And then KD pumped his fist and he was like, yes, that gives me something to talk about on Twitter. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> oh man, we need some finishes on this team, man. We need some finishes For on real. this team. Or well, RJ and IQ, y'all gonna have to develop that that gene a little bit more crisper and get some finishes because I can't, I can't take this no more, man. I cannot take it no more. Yeah, so we gotta be, so we gotta be careful with the KD burner accounts because they're gonna be ringing that in our ears until we finally beat this dude. Oh, oh man, please, please. <laughs> Ah, it is what it is, yo. Next caller up, we got our guy Jason from Lower East Side. Jason, man, let us know what you want to talk about, sir. After this game, I was so annoyed that I wasn't going to call in. I wasn't going to listen to nothing. And then I was like, after a while, I was like, wait, let me see. I turned on YouTube. I'm like, oh, they're still on. Let me call in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you actually upset. I'm kind of surprised you're upset. Usually you're not upset. You haven't been upset after games for a while. No, I'm, I'm the, 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 the real reason I'm upset, I won't even tell you why I'm upset yet. I'll tell you after. But I just wanted to point out this. Because, you know, a lot of the Tibbs apologists, you know, they've been they've been on the blame Randall for everything train. Mm-hmm. And the offense looks kind of the same in the fourth quarter as it does normally when Randall plays. You noticed that today, right? I'm not trying to defend Randall at all because I, I want him gone, but I also want Tibbs gone. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, we went a lot. We went very ISO, and, and that's and that's the thing about it is the last few games that we won that were clutch. We we won because we were able to move the ball. You know, we had we had IQ going into the lane, passing it to Ali Burks in the corner. RJ did something similar, and then today we we just chose to do one on one. Yeah, I, but why I'm mad now, and I actually. When this happened, I kind of want, I wanted the Knicks to lose this game because I didn't want Tibbs to, after he made such a stupid move, to actually end up winning this game. This man pulled McBride one minute into the fourth quarter. He played one minute in the second half. Yeah. That's ridiculous. We got nine active players. It's not like we, we got a, a full roster. Nine active players, and he still can't play this guy more than six minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Ah, yeah, I mean, listen, man. I, I told Ryan G he's going to get – because, listen, you you missed the beginning. Ryan G pointed out McBride played six minutes today. And I've been so numb by the, the malpractice of Tom Thibodeau handing out minutes to the youth that I didn't even – I forgot to be mad about it. <laughs> like I was just like, <laughs> and like I'm just I'm just used to this by now. Like of course you only played them one minute in the second half. Of course you play one of your best defenders only one minute. In the second and half. then you know what's crazy? He he said something to McBride when McBride was going to the bench. What the heck did this idiot say to him? I would have told him shut up, get out of here. If I was oh he's so lucky that the players that we have that are young are good good behavioral players because. A lot of other players would have told him, get the heck out of my face. Yeah. Now you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yo, this whole situation was a to be of Jimmy Butler, man. 
<laughs> I posted this thing on Jimmy Butler. I'm, I'm gonna try to find it. I'm gonna try to find it. I gotta find it. Hold on. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, you, it's, you, it's, you, it's, anything else to say? Really, you know what? Other thing that drives me crazy is when he does these things. Like, if you're the, like, I, I, I don't understand how like people like the front office can't be mad at him with this. Like he, if if, if, if you go, the, the rumors are that World Wide West is mad that he's not playing the young players. And then he goes, Tim, why'd you pull Burke? Oh, well, they were making a run. Yeah, and they kept making a run once Burke was in, too. Like, you can't keep doing this and it keeps failing. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not like he's been pulling the young players and then it works. How many times has it worked this year? Yeah. Yeah, it's worked a good amount. It hasn't. It hasn't worked. That's That's been the problem the whole time, man. I get it. Yeah, that's all I really got. That just really, that really, like, look, if he would have just not did that, I probably wouldn't be that mad at all. But that just, <laughs> when that happened, I just laughed and I said, they deserve, he deserves to lose this game. Tim doesn't deserve to get a W for this game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just make adjustments. Tim plays the young players one minute and plays everybody else long minutes. That's, that's the way it is. But apparently, apparently the whole media now, it's just us Knicks fans that are making a big deal. Us Knicks Twitter people are just making a big deal out of it. We're just being dramatic, you know? Yeah, we're. I actually muted. I started to mute some people because I I started to like get annoyed. Well, I, I mean, there's some people that I've muted a long time ago, but there's some new people that might get muted if they keep up with this stupidity. Guys who I actually thought were good reporters. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah, I get it, man. I get the frustration. I pre- appreciate it, and you know what, too, I'm gonna. Yeah, and I just, I just the thing that drives me crazy is that it's gonna be the same thing next year. <laughs> well. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He's signing an extension. He's here, dog. It's gonna be here. He's, uh, so buckle up. Buckle yeah. up. Be either gonna trade other vets or that's it. Yeah, the, if, if the vets are still here, then it is what it is. <laughs> A lot of people say, "Oh, trade the vets," and that way he has to play the young players. He only had nine players out there today. He didn't. He only played six minutes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it, he's not going to change. Like this idea of oh, get rid of the vets and and then Tibbs will change. No, he's not going to change. No one said he'll change. He was just forced his hand. I'm done. I'm just going. To... He's, he's supposed to see. He's like he's still going. He's like he's going to bring Randall out of retirement. No, no, no. <laughs> his hand is forced, and he still did it. He still played Burks forty something minutes and 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 do six minutes. Yeah. How much more can his hand be forced? Now I agree with you, man. Like. I actually like Alec Burks as a player, but the way Tips uses him is just annoying to me. But, yeah. It's like you can't even see Alec Burks. If he has a good first quarter, you just got to be like, uh-oh, here we go. You know he's going to play a lot in the second quarter, and then Tips is just giving the ball and let him do whatever. Yeah, you can't be happy. I mean, I, mean, I mean, Burks plays a lot regardless. <laughs> Whether he has a good game or not, he's, he's, he's going to be out there 30-plus minutes. Regardless. Alec Burks played the most minutes out of any point guard in, in, in the month of March. That's crazy. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, that it is what it is. But yeah. all right, yeah, that was my rant. All right, thanks a lot, fellas, for having me. All right, shout out to you, man. I'm gonna play. Right, this, I'm gonna play this little clip by Jimmy Butler. <laughs> oh, that's on the KOT Instagram. <laughs> kind of illustrates Tibbs. Tibbs perfectly. I'm gonna play this video real quick. This is crazy. Let me see. Even get the nickname Jimmy. I'm gonna play real. Hold on. How Jimmy Butler even get the nickname 
Jimmy Buckets. So many grammatical errors in that, by the way. But moving past that, it's actually weird. Stacy King gave me that nickname easily before I ever scored a basket in the NBA. So the nickname never really made sense. And then I started to score a little bit and it started to come into its own. But Stacy King gave me that in 2011 when I barely played because Tibbs never wanted to play me. And now I guess I, <laughs> I score pretty decently. So that's Bruh. how Jimmy Butler even get the nickname Jimmy Buckets. Hilarious, yo. <laughs> Jimmy Jimmy Butler said a long time ago, Tibbs didn't want to play me. <laughs> you, you, you see what it is? Because Tibbs explained it perfectly in a press conference not too long ago. He says with the young players, they need to understand what's going on on the court. They need, they need to understand the intricacies of every play. They need to know where to be during each defensive rotation and things of that nature. So maybe the reason why Jimmy Buckets wasn't getting playing time back in those days was because he did not understand the plays. And I feel like, and maybe that's why McBride is not getting playing time right now because he doesn't understand the plays. Maybe, maybe this is what Tibbs is thinking at the moment. Maybe this is why McBride is not getting much playing time right now. But clearly we watch the game and we see that McBride does deserve more than damn six minutes in a damn game. Do you know what this reminds me of, Ryan? You know when you're, like, out of college and you're looking for a job and then they go, hey, to get this job, you need work experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like, but I just came out of college. How do I get work experience? Oh, sorry. You're not qualified. Like, how I need experience to get the job, but you're not letting me get experience to get the job. So then it's, 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 it's you, you're in a connection. Yeah. You, that, that, that's, that's what I feel like is happening right now. Exactly. So it's, it's dead if you do damage, you know, man. I don't know. I, I, feel like, I feel like the place for Thibs to be at least three to four years of experience in the NBA to get minutes on Thibs' roster. If you if you have less experience than that, exactly, you ain't getting you, you ain't getting much time. <laughs> nah, exactly. That definitely has to be on 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 the Tibbs basketball Craigslist. Like, <laughs> if you want minutes, must have eight to ten years of experience. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Tibbs be tipping. Oh man. Oh man. You know what else, too, man? I want to end the show now. Yo, there was a bruh pick that I forgot. Because we really haven't done bruh picks in a long time. And there's one epic bruh pick that I forgot during that magic game. <laughs> I'm about to play it right now. This is the craziest. I'm about to play it right now. I'm about to play this GME right now. This is hilarious. All right. And I'm going to play this. I'm going to play this and get out of here. All right. All right. So, Alec Burks, for guys who don't know what a bruh pick is, right? Bruh picks are the worst plays of the game or something stupid that just happened. And Alec Burks versus the Orlando Magic actually had a really good game. But he had this blunder. And before I even play the tape, rest in peace to Mitch's face. All right? Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> So Alec Burks has the ball. I think it's like the third quarter. 
and he tries he sees RJ Barrett open at the top of the key and tries to make a pass and it doesn't go well. <laughs> Did you see Mitch get hit in the face with that pass? One more time playing that. <laughs> oh man. RJ then up lose the ball. Alec Briggs gets it back. Dribble, dribble, dribble. Falls, <laughs> tumbles, and the, this is probably, possibly the worst, ugliest basketball sequence. That whole sequence is shacked in the pool. <laughs> this whole thing. Bruh. Bruh. All of it. All of it, all that. You know, I, I, I remember watching this, and I was like, yo, watch this be on Shaq and the Fool. And they're going to have the Knicks and the Magic, and they just go play these, like, possessions back-to-back -back and be like, this whole moment is Shaq and the Fool. Mm, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> My bro pick for today. I forgot to mention that on, Matt, on, the, on the Day of the Magic, but I brought it to you today. All right? All right. <laughs> now, let, let, let's, let's acknowledge... My man Big Uber sends a ten dollar super chat. He says, "Now nah, I'm sure Dolan will fire everyone if we have a bad season." Dang, they gave JL Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, they did, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. And shout out to Big Reaper. Shout out to everybody who gives us super chats. The super chats help keeps the, the lives going. It helps pay for the phones. It got it got you. It got Ryan G this new camera and light. Shout out to Ryan G and HG. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And looking to make more upgrades. Let's we'll see how this goes. All right. But well, shout out to you guys. Thank you for the super chats. All right. All righty then. All right. That is our show, man. I don't think I have anything else to talk about. So uh, we're going to wrap it up. Next game up, we are playing the Washington Wizards. The basketball gods have gifted us the Wizards again, so we get to boo KP one more time before the year is over. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned, all right? Stay tuned for us as we watch Knicks versus Wizards. All right, Ryan G, let us know where they can find you, sir. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L L I N. You can also find me at Sir G's Corner of Talks. Fourth and Knicks basketball is going to be back up and running soon enough. And you can also find me on Twitter at RyanGKOT. All right, all right. Also, you already know what it is. You can find us at, uh, you can find the merch at uh, the nicktimeshow.com slash catalog. Get these blue and orange snapbacks to wear for your head tops. Definitely get that. Follow us on all social media as well the KLT Show on Twitter, Nick Time Show on Instagram, and the Nick of Time Show on Facebook as well. Also, listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and everything where you can listen to podcasts, okay? Good job, Ryan G. The year is almost over, guys, and yo, thank you, man. Thank, thank you, guys, for supporting us this year. Yeah, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Yeah, man, it's been a long season. Seems almost over. We will be doing like a wrap up season. I still want to do a. I still want to do an episode where I give you guys more of an opportunity to talk to us. Um, I'll have to kind of design the set setup for it, but I want to have like maybe six people on at the same time, give an opportunity for you to kind of just join through a Zoom link in the chat and have like a whole kind of like a Nick's Nick uh, like a like a Nick's Nick's fan 
round table discussion live type of situation. I don't think I want to try to do that at a certain point. And so take a look out for that. Take a look out for the end of games. The wrap up, the season wrap up as well. We we grade the players and get into what they have to improve and what they did good at and bad at and everything. All right. So thank you guys for watching. That is our show. And as always, shout out the worldwide west. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here in these YouTube Nick streets. That is our show. We out of here. Peace.